everyone, welcome to Shalanda Says, where we answer questions on all sorts of topics ranging from relationships to career growth. Join us as we answer listener questions and interview various experts in their field. Want a question answered? Send it to Shalanda at TuxWilderGuidance.com. That's Shalanda at TuxWilderGuidance.com. Now here's your hostess and proclaimed queen of time management and goal setting, Shalanda. Today we have Dr. Cletus R. Bulak, who is a retired Ohio school superintendent and associate professor emeritus at the University of West, West Georgia. He is the author of numerous articles in educational journals, and he is co-author of two books. The first is School Climate and Culture Vis-a-Vis Student Learning, Keys to Collaborative Problem Solving and Responsibility. The second book is Enhancing a High-Performing School Culture and Climate, New Insights for Improving Schools. The second book focuses on human relations problems that interfere with creating a positive school culture and climate for interpersonal communications and inability to cope with conflict. His website is westga.edu forward slash C-B-U-L-A-C-H. His email is C-B-U-L-A-C-H-C-Bullock at Comcast.net. All materials on his website are free. The reform and school culture described in the books create a learning environment where a student's five basic needs are met. And this leads to improved test scores, as well as a 75% reduction in student discipline and misbehavior problems. That all sounds wonderful. How are you today? I am doing fine. Great. Yeah. I'm enjoying life. I get mm-hmm. to play golf when I want to. I live on a golf course. and Ooh. Life is good. Nice. Very nice. So uh, what... You get to yes, talk sir. to uh, people like you who are mm-hmm. interested in spreading the good word around. Right. Yes, I enjoy it, too. It's nothing like having that freedom and flexibility in your day, right? So we are going to get into our first five. And first question is, what drew you to this career? Well, it was interesting. Uh, in the military, I was a ballistic meteorologist. That is a person who finds out what impact the climate has on a bullet that's shot through the air. Back in those days, the bullet was shot. It wasn't guided like it is today. Mm. So I wanted to be a meteorologist. And when I got out of uh, the military and got to the university with my four years of agriculture and four years of vocal music and four years of uh, woodshop, they told me, you have no preparation to go to college. Wow. <laughs> Meteorology <laughs> is totally out of your ballpark. Mm-hmm. And I I finally got into a new two-year college, and I graduated toward a teaching degree. Mm-hmm. And, and the rest of this history. I taught uh, history in German for seven years and became a assistant principal, principal, superintendent, and so forth and retired in 1990 to become a college professor. And I got hooked on school, culture, and climate. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. So I'm a, an expert on that area. And there's a survey on my website that is free to all, all your listeners if they want to measure the culture and climate of their school. Okay. That's, that's pretty much my story. Okay. Um, one interesting uh, fact is that caused me to write the books. Uh, in 2002, I, got, I was the successful bidder to evaluate every school district in the state of West Virginia. And I thought, wow, that, it took a lot. five months <laughs> of driving up this mountain and that mountain and this creek and that creek, interviewing thousands of teachers and students. What do you like about your school? What don't you like about your school? And based on what I found in those interviews, I decided I had to write a book that would identify what kids and teachers liked and did not like about their schools. Mm. And that's, I wanted to create a school culture and climate where kids actually like to go to school, where teachers did not quit teaching in years three to five. Mm. Uh, that's the uh, short version of that. I could go into a lot more on that if you want, but you probably have some things you want to talk about. <laughs> so you kind of answered my next question, which is what impact do you hope to make? Well, this is the impact that I hope to make. I want to change the way kids and teachers are treated in our schools because for the most part, the human relations that uh, occur in most schools are not good. Mm-hmm. Um, levels of openness and trust are the worst things that happen in our schools. Teachers are not open with the other teachers. They are not open with the administration. They don't trust each other. They don't trust the administration. And the kids don't trust the teachers. When I asked the kids, what do you like about your schools? And they said, the teachers. I says, what don't you like about your schools? And they said, the teachers. Mm. Well, tell me about that. And they said, well, you know, some of these teachers really care about us. They, uh, they'll listen to us. They may not be our friends, but we know that they are there to help us uh, get good grades, and they'll work with us in any way they can to help us. And then you've got these other teachers. They come in there on their first day, and they plop their feet up on their desk with their cup of coffee, and they look at us, and they say, all right, you guys, if you're here to learn, I'm here to teach, and we're going to get along just fine. If you're not here to learn, that's your problem. They don't care about us. All they care about is their paycheck and when they're going to retire. Right. When I went to the teachers and I said, what do you like about your schools? They said, the parents and the administration. I said, what don't you like about your school? And I said, the parents and the administration. It was identical. Yeah. And I says, well, wait a minute. Tell me about that. And he says, well, some of these parents, they'll do anything that we ask them to do to help us mm. create a good environment. And the administration, some of the administrators are good, but there are these other administrators who are self-serving. They don't care about us at all. All they're looking forward to is where, where they can get their next job that pays a little more money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I, I went out of there after five months and I says, I've got to write a book mm. on how to create a school where kids like to go, where teachers like to go and where human relations are better than what I have found 
in, in my interviews of all those schools that I visited when I was in West Virginia. And that's why I wrote the two books. Book number one tells you how to create the school. Book number two tells you how to deal with some of the problems you will encounter when you try to put that much change into the way a school is operated. Basically, the biggest problem you have in your our schools today is kids who need to be corrected for their misbehavior. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's discipline is the biggest problem in our schools. And what I have found is a way to put the kids in charge of controlling their own behavior. That's what's caused the biggest difference in the schools. Um, Shooters and bullying. Okay. Every kid has five basic needs. You have five basic needs. I have five basic needs. Every human being has the same five basic needs. Even... um, Kids with with uh, uh, mental problems, kids with physical problems, they've all got the same five basic needs. Uh, here's need number one. Okay. It's freedom from stress, anxiety, uh, tension. Uh, the early philosophers in the 18th century said it's about life. It's about life itself. People behave the way they do because they want to be alive. And they don't want to have tensions and fears and stress. Need number one. Need number two. Every person wants moments of happiness. They don't want to be unhappy all the time. They want to be Mm -hmm. happy sometimes. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. Okay. You can't be happy all the time. But you want moments of happiness. Number three. Along comes a guy named Nietzsche, a famous philosopher, 19th century. Mm -hmm. You're right. People want to be alive, they want to be happy, but there's a bigger need. They have a need for power. And oh boy, is that going rampant right now with the uh, controversy with the federal government. Who's in control? Right. Is the president in control? Is the Congress in control? Who's got the power? And it's all about power. And in life itself, it's about power. In chapter four of my book, I describe the nine forms of power. Five of the forms of power are freeing forms, and four are controlling. Right now, Pelosi is using the controlling. Trump is using the controlling. Uh, There's no freeing forms there. Uh, Trump threw up a carrot that was a freeing form when he came with his latest proposal, but it fell flat. Anyway. Power is the third basic need that all humans have. The fourth basic need that all humans have is purpose. Life with no purpose is no life. You've got Rick Warren's purpose-driven life. You've got mm-hmm. uh, Mahatma Gandhi, who said that. You've got uh, Mehmet Oz, who said that. Life with no purpose is no life. Mm-hmm. Then you've got the fifth basic need, and it's called caring. Remember what I said when I asked the kids, what do you like about your teachers? And they said, well, like some of them yeah. care about us. Caring is a basic human relations um, thing. Mm-hmm. If you are with people that you know care about you, you feel good. If you're in an environment where you think nobody cares about you, it's an awful feeling. 
Right. We need that feeling of love and belongingness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So here comes the bully. Okay. What's the bully's basic need that's not being met? It's control. Mm -hmm. So they become a bully and they get their control needs met by controlling other their victims. Mm. Okay. Now, <clears throat> within most schools, when a bully acts out, whether it's in the bathroom, out on the playground, in a hallway or wherever, the other kids gather around and they don't do anything. They watch. Right. The bystanders. There is a survey on my website that measures bullying behavior in schools, and it's free. Anybody can get on there, send me an email, and I will attach it to an email, and they can use it anytime they want. Okay. Measures what kind of bullying that occurs, where it occurs, how many it occurs with, how bystanders deal with it, how it gets reported, and so mm -hmm. okay. uh, And But the bully identifies a victim. In Chapter 6 of Book Number 2, there is a method there to identify who in the school is being bullied because most bullies don't report it. Most victims don't report it. Don't, right. They don't report it. The parents don't know it. It's an embarrassing thing. Mm -hmm. uh, so it doesn't get reported. The victim, in order to deal with the bully, the one thing the victim cannot do with the bully is you cannot give the bully control. Mm -hmm. If you give the bully control, the bully will continue to bully you. So when I was five foot four, weighed 125 pounds as a high school senior, mm -hmm. and I was often the source of bullying behavior, these big guys would come up to me, six foot tall, 220 pounds, and they would try to bully me. And I would say, all right, big guy, can't you find anybody littler to pick on? You're a wuss. You know what? You know what's wrong with you? You're afraid of somebody that's bigger than that might hurt you, but you're picking on me, aren't you? Mm. I would take them on verbally, and I would just cut them to shreds verbally, and they would stand there, and they didn't. And finally, they would say, "I'm going to beat the crap up." I says, "Well, come on, hit me! Come on, hit me! I will take you to the principal. I'm going to get you expelled. Come on, come on!" I never let them take control of me. And you know what? It didn't take but one or two people to do that before nobody. Picked on me. Mm -hmm. I was a new kid in the school. I transferred there during my junior year, and this little kid walks in, me, and some kid walks up to me and says, Man, am I glad to see you? And I says, Why? Mm -hmm. He says, You're I'm no longer the little kid anymore. You are. Uh -oh. <laughs> oh, the first worst four years of my life were high school. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um so you want to go to Concord? Uh, first, I would like for you to answer this question or these next three questions. Uh, the first one is for you to think about everything you know in regards to the path you've chosen. In retrospect, what would you do differently, if anything? You know, being a teacher was just the funnest thing I ever did. Um, I don't think I would change anything. Mm -hmm. um, I would hate to know. <laughs> I think uh, the good Lord has been good to me. Uh, has pointed me in the right directions. I guess if I had to do anything over, I wish I could have been a better husband to my first wife. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was kind of insensitive. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't didn't show her enough caring. Mm. And anyone. That's my yeah. biggest regret. Okay. I think a lot of people need to hear that. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. And in regards to your specialty that you're in now, what trends do you see? What trends do I see? Yes, sir. Um, well, at my age, I need to get to the gym on a weekly basis. <laughs> I, I need to exercise more. Um, mm-hmm. Other than that, uh, what's going on in politics right now is absolutely abominable. Uh, mm, yeah. And the people who are getting elected, <laughs> I mean, there are two or three people who got elected this year to the House, and I'm wondering how in the world. Why? Yeah. Elect those people. Yeah. And then you see the other, uh, the other trend that's coming is uh, New York and California. These two states have become so liberal. And the Democratic presidential candidates are coming out of those two states. If we get a president from California or New York, what's going to happen to the, the Midwest, to the rest of the country? Because they're going to be run by liberals from those two countries. And I'm not sure. I don't know if that's a trend that's going to continue or not. That it is going to continue because those two states have got large populations and their influence is, is going to be felt throughout the country, I think. Now, what type of trends, though, do you see within your niche of the conflict management and bullying? Uh, well, you know, I used to teach that, uh, collective bargaining, which is negotiations. Mm-hmm. How do you get a deal? between management and the employees. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trump's book, The Art of the Deal. There are five conflict management styles. Each one has a win or a lose. So in a competitive style is I win, you lose. That's the one that Trump prefers. Okay. The second style, collaboration, is win-win. Both parties get mm-hmm. what they want. Both get win. Now that particular style is not to be seen in federal government today. There is no win-win. It's very rare, yeah. Uh, The trend is lose-lose. It's called uh, compromise. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just this past week, POTUS presented his latest compromise on how to get funding for the wall. You know, he's going to do this for the Dreamers, the DACA, the three years grace period, and so forth. And that that was a loss for him because those were things he was giving up to the House. But the House is not giving up anything, nothing. So the deal fell flat. So the compromise solution, the order of the deal didn't work. So the next thing is accommodation. That is, I lose, you win. That may be where Trump is going to have to go to get a deal. He's going to have to lose whatever he wants to get a deal. Okay. 
No compromise. He, if he opens the government and says, okay, we'll negotiate this, he accommodates the House, so he loses. Then three weeks later, he says, okay, we don't have a deal, so I'm shutting it down again. So he goes back to the competitive style. I win, you lose. You see where this is going back and forth? Accommodate um, President Obama was an interesting conflict style person as well. When it comes to how he dealt with Congress, he was highly competitive. He says, look, you guys, you don't want to do what I want to do. I got the pen here. I'm going to use my executive power. I'm going to sign it. I've got the phone. I win, you lose. But when it came to foreign relations, he was an accommodator. Mm-hmm. With the Iran deal, he gave them $150 billion. He got nothing. With the Bolberg doll, he gave them five of their um, leaders. We got a loser, Bolberg doll. With uh, the, the Paris climate deal, we lost there, and he gave away the ship with Cuba. So with foreign relations, he was an accommodator. And I think Trump's going to have to use accommodation style more, too. Uh, because basically he is, I win, you lose. His competitive style is the normal style. The way he dealt with the 14 people who were running for president, it was, I win, you lose. With the media, I'm going to win, you're going to lose, basically. I would like to get back on to the bullying. Yeah. But first, what advice would you like to offer to bullies or to people who are being bullied or parents with children being bullied or even parents of bullies? What advice would you like to offer? Um, I had a new uh, parent move into our neighborhood. We've got a gated community here, and we all know each other. There's like 1,800 homes here. And we have our own Facebook page. And one guy gets on, he says, you know, we just moved into this neighborhood, and my daughter has been bullied at school. Mm. He says, anybody got any advice on this? And I, I sent him an email, and I said, look, I says, this is what I would suggest that you do. Bullies do not pick on kids who have friends. So what you need to do is have a sleepover for your daughter and have her invite three or four kids that she likes to come sleep over and they can become friends. I says, once the bully knows that they're picking on somebody who has friends, they'll leave your daughter alone. A month later, he says, he says, God, he says, that was so good. He says, my daughter's okay. Mm-hmm. Everybody likes her now. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the biggest one. The biggest one for parents is find out who your kids' friends are. Invite them over to your house and see what kind of friends your kid has. Mm-hmm. Your kid has no friends. Your kid's in trouble. If your kid has friends who are the grunge type, your kid is going to end up like the grunge type. Mm-hmm. If your kid has this kind of, you need to know what kind of friends your kids have. Yeah, right. Does that make sense to you? Oh, yes, sir. Definitely. And there was a, a com- there's a comedian named Sebastian Meniscalco. I'm sorry, I can't pronounce his last name. Sebastian Meniscalco. And uh, 
he was saying that his mom was very involved in his life. He said that his mom knew what was in his room because these days we have children going to school, shooting up the school. And then when the investigation starts, the police find all sorts of weapons and guns in the child's room. And the parents say they had no idea. And so I think, just like you said, we need parents need to be more involved with what their children are doing. It's not that we're invading their privacy, but we need to know what is going on in our kids' lives for their sake. You're absolutely correct. Yeah. My daughters um, keep close tabs on their kids. Mm-hmm. And they check their eye. The kids... My daughter's kid, my youngest uh, grandson, has to turn over his iPhone every day mm-hmm. his mom because his mom wants to know what his kid, her kid's been doing on that iPhone. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of stuff out there. Yes. I mean, YouTube videos that are out there that your kid can get into, you don't want them to see that stuff. Right. Uh, so you're absolutely correct. Parents need to know what their kids are doing. They need to know mm-hmm. what's in their kids' room. Mm-hmm. And they need to know how they're spending their playtime. You know, when they're not studying the books or at school, what are they doing? Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I, it's important that parents invite your kids' friends into your house mm-hmm. so you can see how they behave, what they say. Yes. Are they using a lot of cuss words? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it takes it takes um, more than a parent to raise a kid, but uh, mm-hmm. you need a parents have a big influence on their kids. Definitely, I know one rule I have with my children is that they're they're not allowed to go to people's houses or inside people's houses unless I know the parents. Amen. And so uh, they always, when they want to go spend time with the classmate, yeah, you know the classmate, but I don't know the parents nor your classmate. So I want to know who my child is spending their time with. You're absolutely right. Yeah. You don't know what's in that parent's house. Exactly. Access to guns. Are they going to have access to alcohol? Exactly. Access to porn? Exactly. Uh, You need to know. You're right on there. Uh, yeah. Shalanda, you need to know who the parents are. So would you like to add anything else before I do the quote of the week? I can't think of anything. Okay. Uh, you All know, right. There's a lot more we could talk about, but we're running mm-hmm. out of time, aren't we? Yes, sir. <laughs> Why don't you do your quote of the week? All right, then. So. Um, This quote comes from the American essayist Ralph Waldo Emerson, and he says, for every minute you remain angry, you give up 60 seconds of peace of mind. Amen. That is good. So that is all I have for you. I I could talk to you for hours, (laughs) but we don't have that much time. Now, as we close, will you tell us again how to contact you and make sure I get that email address right? Uh, they can send me an email at C as in cat, B as in boy, U-L-A-C-H at Comcast.net. And I will respond with answer any questions they might have or if they want to see my um, 
surveys on character traits and bullying behavior and culture and climate. Um, you know, they get on my website and look at my six surveys there. Anybody that wants those can have them. I don't charge for them. Okay. All right, great. Well, thank you for your time, and I look forward to our next meeting. Thank you, Shalanda. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Shalanda Says. Remember to send your questions to shalanda at tookswaterguidance.com, shalanda at tookswaterguidance.com to have them answered by myself and an expert guest. And don't forget to subscribe and share. And as always, have a productive day.